0: got chills just now as I fixed my lips to say, welcome to Something Positive for Positive People. I'm your host, Courtney Brame. Something Positive for Positive People is a podcast highlighting the intersection of sexual health and mental health. I will be interviewing people about their lived experiences navigating sexually transmitted infections, as well as experts on the topic that work in STD prevention. Sex educators, sexual health and wellness organizations, and I'll be talking to people about their mental health. We want to really destigmatize mental health. I think that that's how we go about destigmatizing sexual health. And I'll be interviewing therapists, counselors, mental health professionals, and people who have lived experiences with mental health. Um, Don't want to say disorders, but that's the clinical term. Challenges. Let's call them challenges. Challenges. Felt so good to say that again. I don't think I've said that for five months now. The podcast has been on hiatus, and I decided to take that time to try and find funding. And uh given that um you're hearing my voice right now, uh I was unable to do that. I was un- unsuccessful in getting funding for something positive for positive people, the nonprofit in order to keep paying for people to get therapy. So season two is actually just gonna be a continuation of what I've already been doing. Like the good thing about this is I don't have to operate under anybody's guidelines. I don't have to follow any kind of a structure and I guess like looking back, that's what's made something positive for positive people as successful as it has been. Um people have been telling me you should be a coach or you should be a therapist and Part of me is just like, well, I don't think that I would be able to really connect with people with that hierarchy of a title if I'm Courtney Brame, um, MSW or whatever other letters there are that come with that over the course of the next however many years. I think people connect with me simply because I'm just a dude with a podcast and I connect with people who have those titles. But if I had those titles, I would also be required to report certain things. And I think that that would contribute to people's um, feeling not safe to disclose certain information to me. Don't get me wrong. I heard some messed up stuff from people, but (laughs) um, it's not my place to judge my place is to hold space and in that holding of space and being able to be um just capable of sharing that emotional exchange back and forth with somebody in order to support them in getting to a place where they're really to they're ready to uh explore their own healing that's my thing like that's my work that's my gift if you will so what's been happening over this last 4 or 5 months really um I've been doing a lot of understanding what it means to run a nonprofit. I've still been active on social media platforms. People have still been downloading the podcast. And I also started a uh, a podcast where it's just me talking. I call it Selfed with Courtney Brame, S-E-L-F-E-D. And it was just wordplay on self-education and um, just like selfed in the sense of uh, like getting selfed, whatever that means. Uh, It was just basically me processing therapy, (laughs) whatever I talked about in therapy. I'd come on to that podcast and just like process it became a weekly check in with accountability um, to just share with people um, so that whatever experiences they might have been having, they were able to take from someone who is just like them. And hopefully see some parallels and be able to make a connection. I haven't promoted it, really. Like, if someone listened to it and shared it, I'll reshare it. Um, But that's really been it. And throughout that process, I've learned just how important identity validation is. When I hear the word self-care, I hear in association with it, making a purchase, doing something that is actually doing something like, Oh, go for a run, go work out, go for a walk, take a bath. And I don't really see how any of those things connect with identity validation. Cause to me, that's what self care is. Self care is identity validation. And, uh, I want to shout out, uh, L Stanger stripper writer online for, uh, bringing something to my awareness, uh, this, this person, this, uh, black lesbian who passed away in 1992, Audre Lorde, who, and I I don't know the quote verbatim, but paraphrasing it, something about, um, self-expression being a uh, the most revolutionary thing you can do is self-express. I don't I don't remember the quote, but whatever it was, uh, Elle had pointed out to me that it she she asked if I had heard of that person. I remember like hearing the name, but I wasn't familiar with uh, this with her Audre Lord's work. Um, and lately I've been like talking about. Identity validation as suicide prevention, identity validation about a person being who they were that 10 minutes before they received their diagnosis being something that suicide prevention and uh, being supportive in helping them with navigating stigma and also as self-care. And so to have that have had that pointed out to me was very affirming and validating to know that my beliefs align with a black lesbian activist. That's real cool. And so I want to be more in tune with her work and learn more about her. Um, as I continue to move forward with this concept of identity validation, um, as a form of self care, as a form of healing, as a form of, uh, self development even, and also as a way to minimize burnout. And, uh, I've done a presentation for the National Coalition of STD Directors about that topic, like utilizing self-care as identity validation to minimize burnout. And that's been something that I've been doing all this time without even realizing it. And I recognize that my peak symptoms of burnout have come from me overextending myself to be for people something that I'm not. So, for example, when people come to H on my chest, something positive for positive people, it's usually something in relation to herpes. I am very well equipped to utilize the experiences that have been shared with me and bring up curiosity so that the person I'm chatting with can uh sort of compare notes and look for similarities and differences take what it is that they need to apply to their situation and then move forward it's when people have come to me knowing that this is how i approach things and they ask for something of me that goes beyond herpes right I recognize that my attempt to give them what they're asking for that isn't in the area of my experience, and then for it to not be, quote, successful, that's where I experience symptoms of burnout. Those are the engagements that when they happen, I feel like I need to take a weekend off of social media, or I feel like I need to just retreat from people, and I don't... I don't need that. And nobody else needs that. It's not any good to the world for me not to practice identity validation for myself. And this new evolved form. Well, it's not new because Audre Lord is someone who is a perfect example of it. Um, I, I need to read before I continue to say that kind of thing. <laughs> but for me, identity validation is podcasting interviewing people, connecting with people at this level, because I identify as a podcaster and I haven't been doing that. Like I've talked to myself into a microphone, but I haven't been doing the podcasting thing. And perhaps because of that, that hiatus that I took away from something positive for positive people, that's where I was experiencing a little bit of burnout for myself. I identify as, uh, I identify with A lot of the anime superhero characters that I watch on TV that I uh, read in manga um, and I haven't been doing that like I've been so focused on trying to secure stability in my finances through something positive for positive people by seeking out funding that I just haven't been validating my identity. And through looking for funding and those opportunities, while, yeah, I go into it, I'm excited. Anything new that you go into, you're going to be super duper excited about. But I just, I haven't been able to get any funding. And that's okay, because fortunately, other opportunities have come my way just through um, podcasting and producing podcasts and uh, teaching yoga. So... Something positive for positive people as a nonprofit will continue to be a nonprofit, but it's more important to me now that I remain anchored in validating my identity, which looks like continuing to do this podcast without trying to make it into more than just my passion. I don't want this, I don't want to, I don't need to make this my career. I have skills that support me in being able to financially provide for myself that I just haven't been capitalizing on because my laser focus has been shifted to making something positive for positive people successful in the form of money. And I've talked about this on my other podcast self, as I process therapy, what success looks like to me is being able to create opportunities. And through podcasting, like I don't I don't need money in order to create opportunities podcasting. I need money in order to create opportunities through a nonprofit. So which one is contributing more value to the world? I feel like this is so me being able to have these conversations with people, me being able to think out loud and express myself in a sense of how people who come here can come get what they need and then leave. I'm creating the opportunity for people to do that for themselves and that makes me feel good it makes me happy to to do that like I feel fulfilled when I hit that end button after a recording of 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour and just take that first breath of just (sighs) relief of I know that I just put something good out into the world I know that I just created an opportunity for somebody to heal and so Uh, I mean, from this moment on, like, maybe I'll continue to apply for funding, but I think that my greatest insecurity right now is my financial instability. I don't have that. I made a decision. I was going to go balls to the wall and try and make something positive for positive people my career. But uh, with the Patreon subscribers that we have right now and the donations that come in, I'm able to continue to just operate Uh, From the bare minimum to the point where if something does come in that I'm not I'm not going to be out of money, but um, offering therapy right now is not realistic. So um, I want to apologize to anybody who was on a wait list for that, um, but this is the form of support that I can offer if you are someone who needs therapy, if you are someone who uh, maybe can't afford it then I am more than happy to connect with you and support you in looking for a therapist. I can help you with, uh, some of the things that I've learned terminology. I can connect you to maybe some of the therapists that I know that are willing to work with you financially. For instance, um, my therapist, I I let them know like, Hey, I can't afford to work with you right now. I would love to work with you, but once I'm in a much more financial, uh, in a more financially secure situation, I'll be able to do that. So he asked me, he was like, well, what can you afford? I sent him a screenshot of the amount of money that was in my Venmo. He told me, all right, we'll do 10 sessions. And I was like, man, like this is a steal. I am robbing you right now. Let's do 30 minute sessions. So we got 30 minute sessions at the (laughs) most affordable rate of therapy that I have ever been able to find. And, um, yeah, I I hope that there can come a time where I'm making so much money that I'll be able to just hire a full-time therapist to work with people who come to something positive for positive people rather than me, you know, having to tell people pause or wait or be like, well, how much money do you have? Like, what's, what's in your budget? You know, so maybe, maybe that just needs to be what the nonprofit functions are, but As far as this podcast goes, like, this is a useful tool, this is a useful resource, and I've been neglecting that for long enough in order to get to the point of discovering that shit, man, this is what Something Positive for Positive People is. Slapping a 501c3 nonprofit status on it, um, just, it, it holds space for opportunities to be able to come in, but... I don't I don't foresee (laughs) having this next portion of something positive for positive people uh, be funded. So um, I'm going to continue doing this. And the reason that I'm coming back here right now is just because I had a little bit of time in nature. I had a few experiences over the past month. Um, Oh, I don't think I mentioned this here, but I moved to Portland, Oregon from St. Louis, Missouri, Uh, got here Halloween night, 2021. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm here. Uh, I like it here. I think that this too has been a place that's been super validating for my identity. Like just even as, um, I feel like a strong sense of community, a strong sense of allyship as a black man as well. Like, yeah, Portland's super fucking white. I didn't mean to say the F word. Now I got to put explicit on the podcast recording. But and I'm not editing that out. That's another thing. I love not having to edit my podcast. I get to just be real. And if I say something where I mess up, I catch it quicker. That applies to real life as well, because I'll be out. I'll be talking to people and I might say the wrong thing, but I can correct myself really quickly. I can't tell you how many people I've uh, like how many times I've misused pronouns and just been able to go. Oh, my apologies. I know better. I won't do that again. I'm sorry. So it's 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 really good practice to be able to do that too. Um this <laughs> this next phase of something positive for positive people as I mentioned in the introduction is going to shift focus to that entirety of sexual health is mental health. Like that's that's the theme moving forward. I don't want to call this season 2 actually. Like we're just going to continue to do what we've been doing. And I want to expand the conversation to be more inclusive to discussions and dialogue around mental health. I want to also be able to integrate the two, integrating sexual health and mental health resources, because they are so connected that I arguably say that they're the same thing. I've had opportunities to present at conferences and talk about this in more detail and these are opportunities that will come as a result of the podcast, and I'm very, very grateful for those opportunities. I'm grateful for the audience. I'm grateful for the guests. I'm grateful for all of the people who've been so willing to just be vulnerable with me and support me in getting to this point of realizing, you know, that while talking about herpes to this point has been what got us here like the core of this is suicide prevention if people who got herpes didn't want to kill themselves there might not be something positive for positive people or if there was it would be in a completely different way but everything that stemmed from me engaging with those people who talked about suicide and wanting to end their lives because of their herpes diagnosis has like been a driving force to this point and I lose track of that I lose sight of that periodically because of the influences of other people and I don't want to do that like you know if if you feel compelled to donate donate but I feel like these resources need to be widely accessible and available to anyone who needs them I don't want to put a paywall up I tell everybody who subscribes to Patreon hey thank you for being here I ain't got nothing for you (laughs) except um, for your just knowing that you're supporting us with being able to keep the bills paid. And, you know, it's not much like for a thousand dollars a year in total. um, As long as I'm not bringing in more than fifty thousand dollars, something positive, positive people can continue to operate just as it has been minus the paying out for therapy. Um, This has been self-funded like I enjoy accumulating the points so whenever I do like businessy stuff um, I'll use the (laughs) financial stuff and then pay it off right away uh, myself so that the company has some sort of a track record for being a nonprofit organization in the event that there's any kind of an audit or something like that. But I know that I have to pay X dollar 200 something dollars every year for the tax status to remain uh, a non and then whatever the website cost is, but for the most part, I mean, that's it, the Patreon subscribers, they cover the housekeeping costs, and then um, as far as my time that goes into interviewing, like, I don't look at this as a job, I look at this as my passion, and the more that I'm able to continue to explore this passion, expand on it, and validate my identity as a podcaster by continuing to do more of the podcasting functions, that... That makes me feel in alignment to be able to go out into the world and not, you know, experience extreme symptoms of burnout. And my 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 time off has really made me realize that I've been trying to keep Courtney and H on my chest separate. I've been treating them like two different people and they're they're the same person. That's who I am. I'm all about this sex positivity, consent, mental health, sex education. And I like yoga and I like podcasting and I like hearing myself talk a little bit. One of the most like biggest compliments that I can get from a person is hearing you're right. And I I had to really struggle with accepting that about myself because I Do this thing where I exercise over humility at the expense of like, I don't want to come off as being arrogant or uh, narcissistic at all. And part of my healing over the last five ish months has been combating that. And recognizing where that comes from. I think I mentioned having the conversation with my mom about why she says I'm arrogant like my dad or a narcissist like my dad. My dad ain't no damn narcissist. <laughs> my dad's very intelligent. I will give him that. But he's he's not a narcissist. Is he arrogant? Yeah. But like even in that, um, if um in case I didn't share that story, I remember I called my mom one day and I was like, hey, you often say, Courtney, you're arrogant just like your dad. What do you mean by that? And my mom said something that didn't make sense. So I kind of dismissed it at that point. <laughs> oh hope she'll listen to this. Uh, she was like, well, in the Bible it says, and then I cut it off. I, I kind of cut off what she said after that. So I called my dad and I told him what my mom said. He was like, well, son, does your arrogance have merit? I paused. I, I gave that little, huh, side eye. I was like, yeah. He said, all right, then it's, it's not arrogance. It's confidence. I was like, thank you. So we talked a little bit more. And then I got off the phone with him and I called my grandfather, my mom's dad, and I told him the same thing. And we were talking and as we were talking, he talked about just like people being jealous of you and wanting what you have. And you got to watch your back. And I cut him off. I was like, yo, she didn't mean that I was arrogant like my dad she meant I was arrogant, like her dad. And even then, like, it didn't make sense. So this was just a complete projection of my mom's perspective of me being projected from uh, her relationship with her own dad because, I mean, essentially, that's who raised me. And my my, my over-humility has come to... Um, it's been harmful to my confidence. Like I seem like I'm less confident than I really am because I don't want to be perceived as overly confident or arrogant. But then like, yeah, it's it's got this like teeter tottering effect. So I feel that integrating my identity as H on my chest with my identity as Courtney brain that eliminates the need for over humility. It eliminates that fear of being perceived as arrogant or a narcissist That's just what it is. So I'm really excited and happy to just like be in a place that feels validating to my overall identity, not separated. Like back in back home in St. Louis, Missouri, I felt like I had to be Courtney in person. But online, I I got to be on my chest or vice versa, depending on what the situation was. But here I am now in a place that seems to be validating to all of that. And people just get to be who they are. Like, I haven't experienced this before. And I've experienced not only acceptance, but also understanding. Um, When I share experiences with people and I'm met with more than just, oh, good for you. Or I'm happy for you. I'm happy to hear that for you. I love that for you. I'm met with that and a little bit of a back and forth exchange like there's the opportunity to share lived experiences and for these experiences to be relatable to one another and I absolutely love that shit there I go I said shit I, I'm definitely gonna have to mark this podcast explicit I'm I'm done even trying at this point <laughs> um, some experiences that I've had that I think are worth mentioning here now um, I am single single uh, what i've learned about myself is that i am non-monogamous until i'm in a relationship like that's that's just where we stand right now um what that looks like it looks like me being transparent about not knowing what i want it looks like me being transparent about the um this this being able to um communicate well enough to co-create whatever the trajectory of said relationship is going to be I've been dating. It's been going well. And like being able to just be upfront about, hey, I don't know what I want, but here's what I can tell you has been super useful. And I've been able to lately be transparent about my own insecurities and uh, transparent about the fact that these are things that I'm working on. Um, I am (laughs) I'm not focused on, but. I mentioned that there have been opportunities for me to make money. So now, like, I'm in this place of um, preparing for those things. And the more secure I am in my ability to provide basic needs for myself, like, the better of a partner I'll be because it alleviates those financial insecurities. People be like, money can't buy you happiness. Money can buy you what the fuck you need in order to uh be the kind of person who can be happy like i'm I'm happy as it is yeah but with an income a, a consistent income like i will be much much more like grounded centered and not all over the place about things or antsy because i'm waiting to know if i'm going to be able to pay my bills next month or whatever so that's that's kind of been like um a little bit of a struggle back and forth for me because I'm like damn do I need to be dating like I don't know but the what's the word I'm looking for the the overcompensation of a lack of finances I recognize has shown up for me sexually like feeling like damn you know I can't really we can go uh get these tacos like I can buy a couple of drinks we can pregame but all of that like being i don't have much more to offer than this except for some decent dick if that's what we want to take it uh so yeah and i'm i've worked i've been working on that through therapy and one of the ways that that has um i've been healing with that is to just be honest just be transparent like hey I'm going to put my insecurity out here right up front. I am not satisfied with where I am financially. And I'm I'm noticing that that really does welcome an opportunity for connection, for the other person to be able to be vulnerable as well about where they are, about what their needs are, about what they want, uh, or whatever it is that they don't know what they want. But this has been such a wonderful learning experience for me, in practicing vulnerability in making space for me to validate my identities as well and not be using, unconsciously using partners to grow, learn from, and heal, but to put my shit out there on display in a way that, um, like, I got to commit to it. I'm committed to the healing. I'm committed to the growth. I'm committed to um, doing what I say I'm going to do. And I share all of that to this point because look at how much of that had nothing to do with herpes. How much of what I just shared can you relate to? How much of what I just shared was more about mental health, about your overall emotional well-being? about your self-image, about your identity, identities. How are you caring for your identities? How are you validating your identities? How are you practicing vulnerability so that you can explore and discover where your identities are, where they intersect? How can you express your identities as a practice of identity validation? That's what something positive for positive people is. That's what something positive for positive people is about. While herpes may have gotten you here. That ain't gonna be what keeps you. (laughs) That's not gonna be why you come back. I want you to come back because you want to challenge yourself. I want you to come back because you feel validated in your identity. Identity is in this space. I want you to come back because you feel like you're learning to practice vulnerability. I want you to come back because it is validating to your identity. Identity. want you to be able to say you learned something here from the lived experiences of just everyday people who are navigating the challenges of stigma and when i say stigma i don't just mean sti stigma. i'm not talking about just herpes stigma i'm talking about just the the stigma of being a human who comes in and out of having mental health challenges who's dealing with the reality of day-to-day just life And being able to learn from these everyday people who are just like you and me, how they dealt with them and see what applies and what fits for you. How can you apply? How can you make it work for yourself? This is a brave space for identity validation. This is where we do the self-exploration. This is where you have moments of self-discovery this something positive for positive people this is a space of self education and even for me man like i've I've learned so much just through talking to people and I think that I mentioned this on my latest Instagram post to this day that I wish that everyone who engages with me one-on-one out of fear of engaging openly and publicly in the comments of posts I wish that y'all had the opportunity to just get a glimpse of what I see possible through our just being brave enough to put ourselves out there like there's so many people I would love to just match with one another and put in spaces of of like clusters of support groups not even support groups but just friendship groups and, like, I, that was just validated. I just got a text message from someone who uh, was in a situation. She's divorced. She has two kids. She's successful. And she feels like the support groups, the dating sites, just aren't for her. She in a whole different tax bracket. And, and she bad. <laughs> and when she was telling me her story, I immediately was thinking to myself, ooh, 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 I'm going to connect her to this person. I connected them, and, like, 10 days later, I get a text out the blue to just brighten my day. Hey, thank you for connecting me with so and so like we've had really great conversations, and it's been super helpful that to me is validating my identity as a connector so like the more that I lean into my intuition and do what it is that feels right not just for uh not just for this community but also for myself it feels it feels feels good it feels good. <laughs> Oh, and before I forget, the Something Positive for Positive People uh, podcast Facebook page is not going to, like, it it exists, and it just hasn't been active, like, everybody in there, like, I'll post something and just not get any engagement, so I'm gonna go ahead and open that up to, um, to people, period, and we're gonna broaden the conversations from not just being about herpes, of course, but all things, something positive for positive people. I'm going to be in there seeking out guests. I'm going to be in there asking for things. I'm going to be in there sharing things. Uh, That's, that's my community. Like that's, those are our people. I'm very connected to people on Instagram one-on-one, but for the sake of consistent engagement and being able to expand a bit more, I'm going to bring it to that podcast group on Facebook. So if you're in there now and you're listening to this and you don't want to be in there with people who might not have herpes, then go ahead and leave. Because, like I said, this space is for you to come get what you need in regards to the STI situation and then leave. If you stay, it's because you like me. It's because you like the space and the identity validation that you receive through hearing these lived experiences. But I don't want anybody here obsessing over their diagnosis anymore. I want people to come here. And want to be a part of the conversation, want to contribute, wanting to take away something that they can apply in their day to day life or go on and be some sort of a mental health advocate and do so in a way where you're sharing the lived experiences of people that you heard on this podcast. Uh, I am working now to uh, support a university in the development of a podcast that speaks to uh, science science dissemination and implementation science that's what it is uh and the overall premise is that it takes more than 40 years for science to catch up to the communities that the science was initially done for like the the studies the research was conducted for and the purpose of this podcast is to create like a new trend of shorting shortening the gap between when the research is done and then when it's implemented to the communities that it was done for that's like that that's where i'm at (laughs) that's what i want to be able to do i forgot where i was going with that oh so frustrating sometimes um but yeah this is this is purpose driven like i'm getting chills over here talking about it that long pause at the beginning being able to say With confidence, if this is what something positive for positive people is, like, I needed that. And I've been so, like, making an attempt to just make the nonprofit a success that, like I said, I got away from what it really is. And that time that I took, I think that was just an accumulation of symptoms of burnout that manifested in a hiatus. I didn't need a hiatus. What I needed was to validate my identity. (laughs) And I took away the thing that validated my identity to the point of, uh, I guess, like having to step away and look at other aspects of my life and be like, damn, these are also things that invalidate my identity. And then I was able to just take some action. So this was the action that I took. I took a hiatus. I focused more on my career. I focused on making money and I did make a lot more money, uh, personal training than I have in a while because I stuck I was committed to it. I was committed to a goal of pursuing identity validation and it served me to do so. I finished my yoga teacher training, my three hundred hour. So once I finish submitting everything, I'll be five hundred hours certified and able to Um, teach classes more comfortably than I was when I was just a 200-hour certified yoga teacher. I've been invited to and presented with opportunities to speak on this concept of STI minimization that incorporates the lived experiences of people who have experienced navigating STI stigma into STD prevention efforts for like a new intervention method that's integrated uh, with sexual health and mental health. So I'm so grateful for having been able to take that time to um, step away from the thing that I thought that I was supposed to be doing and really evaluate what was happening around me and being able to take notice of what was invalidating to my identity. You know, is just like one of our early podcast episodes. You got to lose yourself inside yourself to find yourself. Like that's that's some real shit. Like a lot of the things that I've said on this podcast, a lot of the things that I've said on my self the podcast, they go hand in hand, and they, <laughs> I I can't I can't say it enough, man. Like they've made me grow. I've evolved. I through disconnecting from. Almost everything. I have a firm connection to myself. And I recovered from what burnout manifested as for me, which was a hiatus and I'm I'm back. I feel like now I'm going to be able to do this better than I ever have. I'm still going to need to go make money though. So, <laughs> you know, I might be a little bit delayed in responses to things, um, but as priorities, I got to I got to do better about prioritizing myself, but I'm I'm here. I'm going to continue to reply to everybody. I'm going to continue to share these experiences, and we're going to continue to expand in ways that um still remain in line with our core values of having been a suicide prevention resource that was birthed from Uh, That intersection of sexual health and mental health a mental health status change triggered a mental health status change. They went together. And thanks to that, I'm able to uh, sort of reverse engineer a format in a format that allows for us to see just how these two go together. So be on the lookout for more of those mental health experiences for me talking to more mental health professionals, more organizations, and I'm still gonna be interviewing people about their lived experiences with these conditions because I want to bridge that gap. The 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 researchers, the scientists, the Google searches are not matching the lived experiences of people. And there's a disconnect and maybe it's just a distrust. For the medical community, for science, maybe it's an accessibility, uh, an accessibility issue, to the research that's being done. People aren't uh, including the people that I'm connecting with and able to have access to, and they're maybe not getting the vulnerability that I'm getting. And shit, this can be this can be the connecting point of that. I'm okay with it, but the 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 purpose of this has 100% evolved. And I've evolved. I've become the kind of person now who can who can do this. Like I can do this. And I don't think that I need to keep myself separate anymore. So this is hello. This is an introduction. Allow me to reintroduce myself. (laughs) I'm still going to be H on my chest on Instagram, though. And you can take the H however you want. It can be herpes. It can be. Uh, hype because I hype people up, it could be healing because I'm healing and supporting the healing of others, it can be hope because I hope that shit changes um, as a result of being able to have the conversations that I'm having with people, I also hope that y'all reach out and still want to be a part of this and that we're able to destigmatize mental health a bit more by putting faces out here by getting people to share their own mental health experiences. I think that the foundation has been set for that, given the pandemic and how people have been talking about mental health and advocating for it and how receptive people are now to uh, seeking a mental health counselor for themselves or a therapist for themselves. Now let's do the same thing for sexual health by demonstrating you know, this being a platform where those two things so well go hand in hand. I feel good about ending this where it is now, Um, but yeah, if you want to support, continue to just leave reviews, ratings, I need that feedback to know just how you're feeling about things, Um, the feedback has supported me and just remaining true to who I am, because everything that I've seen online has just been validating to my identity as uh, being someone who is doing something useful to someone. I know I can't help everybody, can't save everybody, but I will do my best to help somebody. And if you're that somebody and you feel compelled to do so, I just ask for an expression of that gratitude um, in the form of a review, a share. I mean, if you do want to donate, yay, let's make that happen. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. Thank you so much. And yeah, we're going to go ahead now and say those famous, the famous tagline (laughs) at the end, but a little bit different because I want you to also understand that my definition of sex positivity is inclusive to health positivity, mental health positivity, and having that receptiveness and acceptance and understanding of people Uh, not only in their bodies, but also in their mental health statuses. They're welcome here. So when I say stay sex positive, I mean that and mental health positive. So closing out, you already know sexual health is mental health. So just stay positive.